British Secret Service picked Pat Ryan to go to Japan, to Tokyo, as Baron von der Vogelweider. They selected Terry Lee to go along as Kurt Schmidt, assistant to the Nazi military expert. Thus began the most amazing wartime adventure Terry and Pat ever had in the Far East. Now, aboard a Jap raider called the Sakimaru, somewhere in the Pacific, our adventurous friends find danger poppin'. We'll get in on all this thrill stuff in just a moment. So stand by for today's exciting adventure. Here comes Quaker with a bang, bang. Ra-da-da-da, bang, bang. Quaker puff rice sparkies. The rice that's shot from guns. The family's favorite breakfast. The rice that's shot from guns. Quaker puff rice sparkies. No ration points to tell. Easy step to extra pep. And boy, the taste is swell. Yes, here comes Quaker with a bang, bang. Hello, gang. Say, can you tell me the quickest way to spread news? Telephone? Telegraph? No. Tell a woman. <laughs> yes, when a woman hears a piece of good news, she wants to tell it around. Why, I'll bet your mother has often said, my family is crazy about Quaker puffed wheat sparkies and Quaker puffed rice sparkies. It's music to a mother's ears when you crunch these wholesome grains of wheat and rice because she knows they're cram full of nourishment. Every bite is brim full of food value. That's what helps you build robustitude. So dive into a dish of delicious Quaker puffed wheat sparkies or Quaker puffed rice sparkies. They bring you restored whole grain amounts of vitamin B1, niacin, and iron. You know, gang, cereal so restored is in one of the groups of seven basic foods Uncle Sam wants us all to eat every day to keep strong. Gosh, it seems like you never tire of crunching these kingpin kernels of wheat and rice. They're shot from guns. Exploded eight times larger and full of that rich, roasty flavor like nuts in November. Fall in, gang. Fall into a bowl full tomorrow. They're not rations. Buy them in the big red and blue Quaker package. Grab hold of the ship for ale, Terry. Boy, I thought we were going to roll right over that time. Yeah, we're changing course again. Golly, you'd think we were in a hurricane, but there's only long, slow swells. Yeah, it's the way the Saki Maru's loaded. This isn't a heavy sea, Terry. If those crates of ammunition down below in the hole start sliding around... Yeah, she's loaded to the gills with danger. Hey, maybe we ought to go to our cabin. Out here, we got a good chance of sliding overboard, Now, Pat. listen, Terry. We can't see anything at all. It's so dark. But if the captain's right about a sub trailing us, we'll stay on deck. But a sub trying to get us at night, they they couldn't use their periscope. And if the sub's riding on the surface, the Saki Maru's got an even chance of sinking her. Right? Yeah, if the Jap crew opened with all their mounted deck guns. But the catch is, Terry, the newest type submarines don't have to use their periscope at all. No kidding. No. They can locate the sound of an approaching ship, get her course and range all by instrument. Boy, if they let fly with a torpedo in this dark, we we probably wouldn't see the wake at all. Huh. Well, come on, Terry, let's go aft. We have to jump overboard. We got a better chance of clearing the ship back there. Keep a good grip on that rail. Yeah, it's a little better. A lot of vibration back here. Right over the ship's propellers. Hey, keep close to the rail. Golly, this deck's sure deserted. If a submarine is trailing the Saki Maru, you'd think they'd have lookouts posted. Well, they're all up on the top deck. Look, Pat, 
I don't want to kick, but I'm getting low in my mind. You mean about all that's happening? Yeah. Instead of going to Tokyo like we started out to do, we're going further away from Japan all the time. Now there's a submarine out there in the dark somewhere waiting to give us the business. Yeah. But listen, mister, we got a bigger headache nearer home. That executive officer, Mr. Mocha. Golly, Pat, if that Jap's wise, it's your Pat Ryan. Look, why don't we drop our life raft overboard and, and get away from the Saki Maru? Oh, not a chance, Terry. The minute the captain found we disappeared, why, he'd start sending radio messages to every Jap ship and plane within 500 miles. But this ship's not using its radio. Captain Yama's afraid the sub will pick up our beam, so so this would be the time for us to beat hey, it. Watch it. Huh? Here comes one of the crew. Oko! Oko, Danny! He can't see us. Thinks we're Japs. Oko! Oishideniko! So, it is you, Mr. Mocha. What are you two doing out here on the after deck, huh? Maybe we're waiting for you. Oh, yeah? Look out, Baron. He's got a gun in his hand. I see it, Schmidt. I'm glad you came along, Mocha. I was just telling Court I wanted to talk with you. Are you going to start squawking again about sending a wireless for a seaplane to pick you up, huh? No, my friend. So long as a submarine is trying to locate this ship, I know Captain Yoma, Yoyama will not send a wireless. Now you're talking. But if we get away from the sub, maybe then the captain will send word to shore about us, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Maybe he will. What is so funny, Mocha? <laughs> you kill me, Ryan. What did you say? <laughs> I said this is the biggest laugh I've had since I left the United States. I do not understand you. Who do you think you're kidding, huh? Oh. So you think instead of my being Baron von der Vogelweider, I am some American named Ryan? You bet I do. And when the radio's working again, we'll shoot a message to Tokyo. But that's crazy. I, I ought to know the Baron. I'm his assistant. Wait, Schmidt. This Japanese baboon is trying to be clever. Cut it out, Ryan. One more crack like that and I'll plaster you all over the deck, see? Put down that gun, you idiot. I've got you cold, Ryan. You can chatter with that German accent and wear that Nazi uniform. I don't know what your game is. But we'll shoot a message to Tokyo and find out. So, that's the way it is, huh? <laughs> yeah. That's the way it is. Come on, to your cabin, both of you. I'm putting you in iron. Give me that gun. Look out, Pat. Get thrown. Go overboard. Are you... Mocha. He fell over the rail. He went overboard. I step on it, Terry. Let's go forward. Some of the crew on that deck above us may have heard the shot. Stay here, Terry. Here by the rail. I didn't hear any voices back there. Maybe the Japs didn't hear the fight. It was tough. But I had to sock him. Yeah. Golly, he bounced off that rail like a stone. It was him or me. Or us. We've got a job to do. We're going to Tokyo. And if any Mr. Mocha gets in our way, it's just too bad. Golly, I thought we were all washed up. But what I don't get is, how could he be so sure that you were Pat Ryan? I know you and the Baron look alike, but 
How did he know that you were you and not the Nazi? Uh-oh. The engines. Yeah. They've stopped. Maybe this is it, Terry. The sub? Maybe. Keep on your toes. They've stopped our engines to keep the sub-sound detector from picking us up. But, hey, that must mean... I wonder how far a sub can hear another ship. We'll know almost any minute now. And now as Pat and Terry stare into the darkness, watching for the possible white wake of a torpedo cutting through the water toward the Saki Maru, let's hop across miles of ocean and half of China to the office of British Secret Service in Chongqing. Colonel Vickery is talking with Flip Corkin and the girl Flyery later. So there we are, Corkin. And a very nice mess it is, too. May I see that code message again, Colonel? Indeed you may. But, Colonel Vickery, I cannot believe all this. Terry and Mr. Ryan on their way to Tokyo. And now this bad news. Unfortunately, it's true. This code message confirms the earlier news you had, Colonel, eh? But can it there still be a mistake? The message says the Kurt Schmidt who's in the prison hospital in the United States, is really the Baron's assistant. Yes. But the name Schmidt, it is, uh, well, so many Germans have that name. Even the name Kurt Schmidt, perhaps. I'm afraid you're hoping against hope, Miss Elater. The Kurt Schmidt referred to in this code message is the assistant of the Baron von der Vogelweide. There's still one chance, Colonel. The part about young Schmidt's contacting Berlin, if there's something wrong about that part of the story... Quite right. That is our one remaining chance. How can you be sure, Colonel Vickery? Our own British agents in Berlin are checking that part of the story now. Bit by bit, we've pieced together the whole thing. Up to the part about Berlin. That remains a crucial point. Right. If the German war office hasn't found out yet that the real Kurt Schmidt is alive and in the United States, Terry and Ryan are still okay. We hope. Let's not forget, the real assistant to the Baron... He's now supposed to have been picked up in the China Sea by a Jap pilot. Well, of course, in this Jap, he would be sure to report such an important matter to his superior officer. Who, in turn, might check the matter with the Japanese war office in Tokyo. And that puts Ryan and Terry right behind the eight ball again. If Berlin doesn't know about the real Kurt Schmidt, Tokyo may. Exactly. In all my years with the British Secret Service, I've never faced such an amazing situation. We have Ryan and Terry... Doing their very best to get to Japan. And the Japs probably waiting for them to show up. Right. Not only are Ryan and Teddy in extreme danger, with our having no possible means of warning them, but the entire Tokyo mission and all it means to the Allies. But, Colonel Vickery, there must be some way we can find Mr. Ryan and Terry. Some way we can get word to them and warn them. Uh, maybe. I chose that. There must be. But for the life of me... I can't see exactly how we'll do it. Well, gang, Pat and Terry's friends in Chungking are worried about what may happen when Pat and Terry reach Tokyo. But if they knew that at this very minute, everyone on board the Saki Maru is waiting tensely for the possible explosion of a torpedo from a submarine. But we'll check into that in just a moment. Quaker pup rice sparkies, the rice that's shot from guns. Here comes Quaker with a bang, bang. Da, 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 bang, bang. Well, gang, for an extra swelliganza repast, have Mother put your cereal shot from guns in the oven for a jiffy. Oh, boy, is that ever a grand, delicious breakfast. A minute in the oven makes Quaker puffed wheat sparkies and Quaker puffed rice sparkies even crisper, tastier, crunchier. Or simply shake them from the package to your bowl, add milk and sugar, and dive in. Try these cereals shot from guns with honey or maple syrup. Top them with applesauce. Plunk in some prunes, or add some home canned fruits. 
any way you like. They're delish and nutrish. Remember, gang, they're not rationed. Grocers have fine, fresh stocks of Quaker puff wheat sparkies and Quaker puff rice sparkies in the big red and blue Quaker package. Now for today's victogram. The Reds are done. They'll rise no more. We Germans now have won the war. That's what Schickelgruber shouted. But the Nazis, not the Reds, are routed. Carrying the Pirates is dramatized for radio by Albert Barker, who says, While Colonel Vickery, Flip Corkin, and the girl Flyery later rack their brains to find some way of warning Pat and Terry that the Japs may know about the real assistant to the Baron having been found, Terry and Pat themselves are facing a far more immediate danger. At any moment, a torpedo from a submarine may flash through the water toward the Saki Maru. One direct hit, and loaded as the raider is with ammunition, there'll be an explosion that may blow the Jap ship all over that part of the Pacific. There'll be plenty of action tomorrow, so get on the beam. Same time, same station. Same station.